You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, and down in Texas, it's Graham Trainer. Live in Texas, coming off <clears throat> two nights ago, shaking hands, very soft, supple, Heisman Trophy winning, Denver Bronco playoff one win, having... Jacksonville Jaguar tight end during the preseason mm -hmm. attempting Tim Tebow got to meet him in the flesh. Massey's favorite college ball player of all time. Uh, Massey's super jealous. He looked smoking hot wearing a white shirt, button down, muscles oh, bulging, all the ladies talking about his thighs. I the the girls like the thighs, they're like all about the legs these days. Interesting. Uh, I think that's why the shorts have gotten shorter out there. Oh, okay, um, maybe. Yeah, look at you, golf, the golf uh, clothing industry, and pickleball. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, very, very intense motivational speech. Uh, lasted about almost two hours. Two hours of so Tim Tebow? Yuck. <laughs> that guy looks like, I, I told you, but that guy looks like he sells positive mental attitude and like snake oil. What What Ooh, did he have he to say? He put snake oil in his hair. Snake oil in the hair. He's got that, that, that uh, high fade shark fin with the with like you know like the nice like oh he's got a he's got a tight tight little um part okay so there. let's give the let's give the listeners uh, a play-by-play -play of exactly what's going on you went to a work conference where tim T tebow was the keynote speaker and he spoke for two hours he came to me he came to austin to see oh. me um knowing i'm a i'm kind of anti-saving and yeah. he actually went through, well, he went through like to start out. Yes. He came to a conference. He was a part of a uh, magical evening for clients to go to. So it was a very intimate private event for about like, uh, I don't know, how many people do we have there? Two, two to 300 people. And mm. then we got to go backstage to the green room and shake his hand, take a picture with him. I will find a copy of the picture. Who took your I'm picture? three people over from him with a big dumb smile because i don't know why i'm there but i am i'm meeting tim tebow and i'm what did he have to say what did he what he could possibly say to a group of like of, of, of a real estate company They're like you know what i like to do when i was sell real estate i like to hand the ball off to percy harvin like what what did he have to say well, I mean, it's, you know, like, so the division of real estate that I work in is, is around coaching, real estate coaching. So mm. there's lots of, uh, lots of ways to kind of, you know, feed it, feed into what he wanted to talk about, which is a lot of football, which was fun to listen to. It was kind of funny to listen to him talk give me, about. Give me some um, notes of, of, of what he said about football, how he cried on the sideline in the SEC championship when they lost to Nick no, Saban on his way to a dynasty. Oh, he skipped that part. Uh, okay. he, he was, he, he had some self-deprecating moments where he, he brought up the, Jaguars. I played for a coach who's got no moral compass and treats his players no. like trash cheats on his uh, family and, and doesn't care about anybody but himself. Did he say, mention anything about Urban Meyer? He juked that question, okay. which was okay. not asked, but he, he did make fun of himself for trying out for tight end. He, he had some, his intro video is kind of funny because it was like, the Heisman, and then it just went from that to winning the Denver playoff football game, and then it went to his Mets 
uh, stint in the minor leagues. I for- and then completely forgot like, that he played baseball. Modern, eh, didn't really play, but a modern day Tebow who's like going overseas and helping with circumcising helping with children. People. Well, wasn't that a thing while yeah. he was in college? He like went overseas and to circumcise people. I'm dead serious. <laughs> that, like, that- I'm actually that is a factual thing that happened that Tim Tebow did during his off season training mm. or whatever he did. He he went on some Christian mission to go circumcise. Non Christians, you, you remember know. better than I do. So he went over, I guess, to start out. The most interesting part was him talking about like being recruited by Urban Meyer and Don Shula Jr. So oh, he yeah. was so close to going to Alabama. And he, up until the day he was on ESPN when he was picking which school, he didn't know which one he wanted to do. He had already committed verbally on the phone to Urban. He said Urban, he liked Urban more because he didn't always say the same thing twice. That's because he's too dumb to remember what he says. <laughs> That's because he's on too many. Okay. That's because he's had so many. Co- well, actually, if you have more cocktails, you just start repealing, repeating yourself. Don Shula looked like he went, he threw through back, threw a few back in his day. Urban Meyer, we've seen publicly uh, presented that he likes to throw a few back. So, yeah. What I don't, I don't understand. Tim Tebow probably had some. Stupid reason to go to Urban Meyer. He's like, dude, I got these really great tight ends. One might be a murderer. Maybe not. Did you say throw a few back or throw out her back? Throw a few back. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yeah, Just yeah. Making sure. Yeah, no heavy lifting. <laughs> uh, so you went he and was, saw Tim Tebow. He was Art- pleasant. He was, he was pleasant. It could have been worse. I could have been listening to somebody talk about this tech startup that they, you know, they – Killed it with Bitcoin. I got a list. It was there was football. There was sports related. You know, I I, I didn't hate it. Didn't okay, hate yeah, it. there could be worse. There way. could be worse ways could to do worse. it. Could to sit worse. sit there and listen to somebody talk about how they've can detect every single disease with one drop of blood with all the money that their dad's friends gave them. That could have been it. And ironically, he was leaving the country the next morning, about a week before Swamp Donkeys comes on Netflix. So I think he's I think he's fleeting. He's fleeing the country. Oh, I'm sure that he'll show up off the coast of Spain somewhere on some yacht after uh, the Swamp swamp Dogs come out and shows how criminal of an organization that was. Uh I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, nothing about Aaron Hernandez. Wasn't able to fit in that question. I just said happy belated birthday, shook his hand, moved on with my life. And now we're here. And here we are to talk about it. That's a great summary for the listeners. Everyone was wondering why – the hell you were listening to Tim Tebow talk for so long. Did anybody nod off? Was there anybody that did not know who Tim Tebow was at the conference? Like, did you get a load Ooh. of that football player? I could have, I should have done like my own little focus group where I just sit outside and, and question every single person on the way out and say, did you know who Tim was before he hit the stage today? And see how many people thought he, they knew him from baseball, football, being on television a bit or being like a advocate for world hunger or whatever the hell he's yeah. doing. Like you said, selling kids skin. Yeah. There, there's got, there's somewhere that's like, is this some D league celebrity here? There's someone in that audience <laughs> that was totally bamboozled. He's like, Oh, I guess he played college football, but who cares? Who had no yeah. idea that he was one of the greatest college football's players of all time. I will yeah, admit he was fun that. To watch. He was okay but, you know, to watch. He, very uh, played down the Heisman. He's like, this Heisman trophy's cool, but like when I go overseas and touch touch people's lives, you know, don't be uh, su- don't be successful, be significant. That was the big message I took away from his uh, long speech. Oh God, moving on. Oh, it's so hard. To- oh, that's <laughs> so stupid. Well, how was a? How was how was noodling as a dad? It was it different in the bluegrass? In the bluegrass, yes. Bluegrass festival. I took my five week 
old daughter to, she was dressed by her aunt with a nice tie-dyed shirt, and she straps on to my chest in a, in, I don't know what the thing is called yet. I'm still getting the names of children. A Bajorn? Maybe. Baby, 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 baby Bajorn, maybe? Yeah, baby Bajorn that, you know, it sits in the front. Right? Yeah, yeah, chest, yeah. What you said? Yeah. Got a little mm-hmm. earmuffs for, made sure she was nice and comfy. I'm here to Loved help. it. Loved it. Yeah. I'm still, it's so funny. Like people, and by people, I mean, just like when I'm walking around the house, I'm like, get that thing. That's a, that's a half a horseshoe. It's a horseshoe looking and we stand the baby up in it and they're like, oh, it's a baby this, it's a baby that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I got diapers and bottles, bottles down. Bingo. I, I got that nailed, but everything else is work in project progress. The reverse backpack, baby SWAT vest. Oh, have you seen that? That started getting advertised to me on Instagram. It's like, <laughs> do you need your baby to look like he's about to go into war? I'm like, no, no. Why do you have a SWAT vest with a baby in it? He's like, this this keeps the baby cool. I'm like, Kevlar? Kevlar's breathable? I don't think so. I think we need to we need to either we need to check who are you following on your private account? I mean, TST is what I Oh, I'm just look saying at, like so. I started I mean, baby stuff started popping up, you know, and then mm-hmm. one was the military grade baby Bjorn and I'm dead serious. They exist. Like, do you want to stand out in the cul-de-sac and not look like some left-wing hippie? Enjoy your baby Bjorn made out of Kevlar that we can't use in the United States military anymore. F-4. It makes you look super cool. <laughs> Look, okay, sweet. I bet you wear a beer hat, a beer trucker hat to your cul-de-sac meetings with the other dads as y'all talk about middle school football. Speaking of Kevlar, do we have a bison goring update? Or we, uh, uh, no, we, we have, we've had some pretty intense attacks by grizzlies. Mm, that's right. We're going to maybe look at the next summer, either stacking it or yeah, just yeah. Move, think, move on to bear, bears only. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I really didn't want to talk about someone almost dying, getting eaten by a grizzly because – they happened to be in the same riverbed, like bushwhacking. The grizzly was on a carcass or something and blew through the bushes and almost killed this guy. I, that that doesn't count to our bison goring. But there was a picture that came out of Yellowstone. This lady was trying to pet a bison before a park ranger yelled at her from the road, and she backed away. And I thought that had really good potential, really good potential of getting mm. on our scoreboard. So she backed away and didn't look into the camera and say, I'm living my life or whatever. Like, don't, don't talk to me about J- Jan 6. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that type of person. So right now we're, we're sitting at two and a half with a couple of weeks to go. Our over-under mm-hmm. is 4.25, and that under is looking mighty tasty if you'd like to get in the game. But it's been pretty quiet. Pretty quiet on the over-under with the bison going in Yellowstone. We, we should probably close that uh, close the wagers so we don't get taken to the cleaners if people are going to be betting the under. This yeah. late in the game, it's a little unfair. Well, the odds, the odds, you know, will will adjust accordingly. You know, you're gonna okay. You're fluctuating. Yeah, yeah they're, they're fluctuating. Odds. That's good. You handle the back end stuff. That's yeah, good. yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll talk On to the, the website. I'll talk to the bookies and make sure that you know the numbers guys and make sure that adjusts accordingly. Um, so we got a packed show. We got a majorly packed show. We got we're gonna pick uh our NFL division winners and my and playoffs. Is that correct? Yeah, we kind of flew through that at the end last week. I think we can go ahead and just like slow it down a little bit and go back through it and see which teams we actually think are going to make the playoffs and go ahead and just like maybe go through the bracket. Are you talking about college football think? or are you talking about no, I'm talking about NFL. NFL? Did we rush? Yeah. The, did we even get to that last week? We, we I tried to sneak in um, panicking because the huddle, you didn't have a huddle. I, I lost my focus. I lost my I lost my cool. Um, I want to apologize to the listeners, you know, not my best show, but you know, we, we move on. And I think that what we did was I tried to sneak on a 
these teams, the teams you want to pick that didn't make the playoffs last year, is this ringing a bell that you think will make the playoffs this year? Oh, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Did we do that? Barely, barely. Okay. All right. Well, I don't remember anything these days. I'm even worse. I'm even worse than I formerly was. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We talked about every year, four teams almost consistently. This is ringing a bell. Didn't, didn't make it the year before. This is ringing a bell. Yeah. There's a, a lot of turnover last year. There was the most ever. There was eight teams. So, Oh, and you oh you feel bad for picking the Bears to get make the playoffs? Is that what I'm sensing? I do, I do. I'm I'm gonna You're leave it right, for now. Man, just have hot takes and stick with them and then lie about them when they don't come true. But like I never said that. Who's gonna sp- you're right, you're there's right. not people out there trying to stat check us. And if you did and you're emailing us, Teton Sports Talk at Gmail, I forgot the the password, so I couldn't get in. I was like, Oh crap, <laughs> what is this thing? Do I have too much pride sticking with my the, the conviction of my picks this early on? Is that is that my problem? Let's just sleep on it. Let's just sleep on it. See how you feel. <laughs> Don't worry about it. And I have I have an ulcer at the tip of my tongue. Oh, and I'm having trouble talking. I have two permanent retainers, and there's jabbing into the tip of my tongue, and I feel like I have a lisp. No, right. you sound great, but I'm, I'm sorry you're in pain doing the show. Hey. We we carry on around here. We don't we don't stop mm-hmm, for true. tummy aches. We don't stop for anything. We got we to gotta get the people what they want. Now, before we get in the NFL, let's talk a little bit about – no, no, let's, talk, let's do the huddle. Talk a little bit about sports overall, and then we'll, get, we'll dive into the NFL. So the huddle is a segment we do every week. It is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something you are stuck on, your quote slash question of the week. I have a lengthy quote, and it's hilarious. Hmm. And then your goat of the week. Trainer, I'm going to let you start off here. What is your good news of the week? So I don't have good news this week. I have great news. Mm-hmm. Uh, the New York Yankees, as I said before the trade deadline, they should have been sellers, but the Yankees will never do that because they have more pride than me with my picks. Mm-hmm. And they're currently six and a half games out of the wild card race, 14 games buried in the AL East, a very competitive AL East. Uh, they're net just now have fallen under 500. They're 60 and 61. And I didn't realize this, but they are, will if they do finish under 500 they will have snap a 30-year streak of winning seasons so, oh no that sounds so ooh-wee. horrible i feel terrible for those yankees and their yankee fans yeah who would have thought aren't they supposed to fire who's their general manager who's the skipper brian cat brian cashman um aaron boone is the skipper and it oh feels yeah like- isn't it time to kick the guy out that sits in a uniform and says cover second that guy's mm-hmm, done right guy- aaron boone He's probably to blame yeah, for all the roster mismanagement. Yeah, the guy with the, the the manager or sorry, the player's outfit on, the gray pants all the way down to his his ankles. Um tight pants. I feel like Cashman's going to take the fall for this. Okay. Finally, might not. But then you bring in a new GM, the new GM always wants a new coach. It's just the same in the NFL. It's like it's always awkward to, or an AD comes in and they don't want the same uh coach that was hired in college football before. Yeah, they him. want their so, guys. They might just want probably they just need to like cut both heads and just move on because yeah it's been a bad season. Uh, Aaron Judge was out for a, a lengthy amount of time. Uh, Carlos Rodon. I saw that he hurt their, his toe. Hurt his toe. Carlos Rodon was a huge pitcher pick pickup from the Giants, and he has been injured a lot as he was early in his year. It seemed like he had kicked that injury bug, but he's just been injured all year again for the Yankees. 
or for the Yankees in his first season. Mm. And yeah, like I said, AL East is stacked. They're the only under team team under 500 at the moment, which is pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those years where the Yankees stink, and I love it. It's fun. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why do you cheer for the Yankees? They're the most successful team in MLB history. So you got to root against them. Yeah, and I have a second good news. Okay. The Talk NBA. To me. The NBA schedule came out today. I'm not like looking forward to uh Mavs Spurs yet but mm. or any other you know Mavs Mavs game because I don't really want to watch Kyrie play but I did remember this did remind me that there's an in-season tournament now that begins on November 3rd and I completely forgot about that until the schedule came out and I was like oh that's cool I forgot about the progress they're trying to do with making some sort of like everybody wants to copy international soccer you know mm-hmm. it's the hottest sport there is and it's the richest sport there is so um, yeah, the schedule includes Mavs, Nuggets, Lakers, Suns, Heats, N- Heat, Knicks, Bucks, Heat, Warriors, Kings uh, down the road. But yeah, it's cool that they uh, tack that on to the NBA season because the NBA season is so damn boring until All Star break slash trade deadline. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's a way to spice things up. The yeah. in season tournament, I think the winners get five hundred k a piece. The winning team, yeah, we talked about, yeah, we get some money. That's pretty sick. Um, yeah, and it's just like. We do it in college. They did it in uh, high school. They always have these in-season tournaments just to have a tournament. It's like, just get a trophy. Perfect. Yeah. Make it, make it a cool trophy, though. Don't make it lame. Yeah, and the big games are kind of happening in that lull when college football has already already had the um, <clears throat> conference title games, mm. and there's, like, nothing to do until the bad bowl games start. And then, yeah, it's kind of um, – in that that nice little mix of the early December range is when they'll have the actual uh like I guess semis and finals of this play in tournament. Cool. I'm into it. All right. Cool stuff. Cool. Cool, man. Cool. cool. That's cool story. That's cool. Um mm-hmm. my good news of the week is Peyton Manning is heading back to Knoxville. Professor Peyton? Professor of Practice at the College of Communication and Information, which sounds a lot like a class for football players, probably most specifically the offensive line, QBs, wide receivers, and running backs. If I had yeah. to guess, like this is how you communicate. On the, I mean, does he come in and just say Omaha before everything he says? <laughs> yeah. like, Omaha. See, now everyone, I have my everyone's attention, like. So it's one of those things that's going to be really funny to have like Peyton Manning. You know, do you remember the coaches that used to coach like PE and stuff in high school? Oh yeah. And then they were like assistant. They were like the (laughs) high school. You know what I mean? High school PE? Elementary? (laughs) Elementary (laughs) PE. You were playing dodgeball when you were a senior in high school? Got heated. We did play if we if we were good in wrestling practice and we had a good tournament. We would play dodgeball uh, the next like after the next practice to. It's kind of like when, when players get Monday off after a – yeah, it's very much like this. When an NFL team gets Monday off for practice, we played dodgeball because we were so – we worked so hard and we were so damn tired. Yeah, there you go. So, there, But yeah, you well, get what I'm saying. So you have an elementary PE yeah. teacher. I feel like Peyton Manning is going to be like that. I feel like this is going to be a room full of football players. And by the end of the semester, he's just going to be doing X's and O's on the board. He's going to start with a nice button-down khaki pants look as a professor – and then that's going to become just sweats and a whistle around his neck with a visor and him chewing out players over uh, over watching game field. This won't affect the Manning cast, right? He, he and Eli are still doing that because I don't – I mean, it's going to be Joe Buck and Troy on the Monday Night Football cast, which is – that's it's pretty – we talked about – we talked about when they signed 
and whether the Manning cast would still continue because now they've got the triple or the, um, you know, a plus plus listers mm. taking them away from Fox, what that would do to the Manning cast. And if professor Payton's going to be, is ESPN going to air his classes? I doubt it. I doubt it. I mean, if they have Marshawn Lynch on the Manning cast, I'll tune in every week. Yeah. hundred percent. I hope that, well, so potentially, what we're kind of getting at is this is going to be one of those gut classes for athletes or do that's they even my, have those anymore? That's my impression or my, my instinct yeah. tells me that there was nothing in anywhere that said it was a serious class. I just have to assume that it's going to be a football class for football players. Is that the next shoe to drop? Do players even going to go to class or even have to be enrolled in the school anymore? Cause I feel like or we don't even have to pretend like they're not there to play football because of NIL and transfer portal and how much importance them playing football is like, are we still pretending like they need to take class? Is that going to not, is that going to go away when the conference, we have like two massive conferences? Maybe it might just become a job. Yeah. <laughs> it's a vocational school. Now university of Alabama is a vocational school. Sign a W2. Yeah. All right. Give me your critical number this week. Trainer plus 195. That is the chance that, the Cowboys make it out of the East? No, 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 no. No, 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 Massey. And this isn't about uh, gambling, you degenerate. Oh. Typical Alabama. Yeah. Right. Um, this is the run differential the Rangers currently hold, which is second only to the Braves at 208. That means they have uh, scored more, 195 more than they've given up this season, which is always a pretty good indicator about playoff teams and how they're going to do in the playoffs. The Dodgers are third with 146. The Rays are fourth with 145 Astros are fifth with 90. So Rangers second best and run differential, which is pretty damn important. And they added Scherzer and Montgomery. I'm gathering something here. I'm gathering you, something what, here. What are you, uh, are you talking about? Like disappointment? You're, you're getting hope. <laughs> you're, sprouting, hope. you're sprouting some hope trainer it's scary it's oh scary. you're you're you said the words playoffs we're this is august baby how confident are we in playoffs well i'd rather talk about the rangers making the playoffs in august than the cowboys you know no well i guess what i'm saying is are we confident the rangers are going to make the playoffs so they have postseason team pretty pretty confident i mean it's uh -oh. august oh, damn it's already august 17th it feels like it's only early august but they're currently two and a half games up in their division. I feel like even if they were to forfeit the division to the Astros, which they don't play each other again this season, they, they got all those games out of the way early. Uh, they would be a definitely a lock for a wild card spot. Okay. So, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Trainer. I'm just worried about you, man. I've never, since the dawn of the show, I've never heard anything positive about the Rangers. You have on your Rangers what? jersey right now, and you're sitting there like, oh, my God, we're going to make the playoffs, dude. I'm I'm just worried about it for you. I am just worried about you. I'm playing devil's advocate. I, I'm saying, trainer, watch so, out. Hope is a dangerous thing. We know about it. You become so maternal as a father. I love this for you. <laughs> um, I will say with your bajorn, you're worried about Graham's feelings, uh, your, little, your, old, your older man child. Um, Yes, it's a good point you make. So the Rangers were good 2010 through 2012. Our show started in 2016. The last time the Rangers made the playoffs was 2016. I'd have to ask Todd to go back and review those summer shows to see if I was hopeful that summer about the Rangers. And that, yes, like I said, last time they made the playoffs. So 
it's been, what is that? Seven years. Yes. So gotta have a little hope. Seven years is a long time to wait. So you got to put a little hope and you have Bruce Bochy who's won three world series. So. Yeah. And we, and we said that they were going to do it in odd years, like the giants did in even years, but Bochy's going to do it in odd years. So we did, 2023, we 2025, 2027. All right, let's let's just get through one. Okay. okay. Let's right. get through one. All right. <laughs> All right. My critical <laughs> number is six million and eight point six million. There are two six contracts. Million. Six million. Six million and eight. I don't six know. million I is nothing. what Ezekiel Elliott signed for to go to the Patriots. Ah, eight point six backs. million is for Dalvin Cook. He uh is going over to the Jets. Now Zeke hasn't had a his his stellar years were 2018, 2019. He got his production cut down a little bit because of Tony Pollard. And Ooh. is it is it Tony Pollard, right? Yeah, you got it. Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard. And, I thought I heard um, a noise and I, my confidence got shattered. No, I just threw up my mouth when you said Zeke. Oh, oh, oh. And this <laughs> with with Zeke, it seems like Bill Belichick is just doing his like value picks of older slash younger players that he doesn't have to pay that much. Oh, come to New England win a championship. We're not going to pay you that much because championships flags fly forever. And you're like, wait a minute, not anymore, Bill. Tom Brady's not here, but Zeke had really nowhere else to go. Yeah. Yeah. That that belly's got to go somewhere in Boston. There's a lot of, a lot of beer in Boston. So that's gonna be a problem. I, where did, what did Deandre Hopkins get get signed for 10 million? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Like, why didn't they spend that money on him? Like they already have Rashad Stevenson. He's a really good running back. They don't, this was, a waste of money compared to what they could have wasted a wasted a little more money on DeAndre Hopkins. Now Hopkins is going to go to the Titans or he already has Titans suck. Uh, Patriots suck. And as I mentioned last week, I don't think the Jets are going to make the playoffs because I'm manifesting it for Aaron Rodgers' sake. And mm-hmm. I think all three of these players, these free agents, which we waited forever to get signed by teams, these three guys, they're all going to miss the playoffs, which is sad. <laughs> that makes me sad. I think Dalvin cook 8.6 for a year of work. He's been a thousand yard rusher since 2019. He's carried the ball around 250 to 300 times all of those years. Makes about 20 to 30 catches a year, 30 to 40 in some years. So I think Dalvin Cook is going to be pretty well utilized in the Jets' offense. I mean, that Jets running back room is ridiculous right now. Yeah, Dalvin's a little younger, uh, more productive more recently. Uh, the O line is obviously, everybody's saying the O line stinks, but they also played a lot of backup. So I didn't, I was reading the O-line for the Jets suck and Aaron Rodgers has two seconds to throw, reading those headlines, but I also call myself down. I took a step back and said, beep, beep, Graham, don't say just because the O-line of the Jets stinks in the preseason, that means the Jets suck. I think Dalvin Cook adds a, a layer to – Brees Hall um, missed most of last year with that knee injury, mm-hmm. so it's good to add depth there, depth there with a veteran like Dalvin Cook. So I think that would be a good match for Aaron Rodgers as a safety net. Um, he's got a lot of good, you know, receivers, obviously Garrett Wilson being the best. Um, it just, who are the green yeah, Bay Packers receivers that are now on the jets? They got Dobbs and um, what's that other guy's Randall name? Cobb? Oh, and Mar- Mar- Marquez Valdez Scantling Cobb. I think is still, I think Cobb is still on sign. If, if Michael Thomas does not ever hit the field, then the saints can pick up Cobb. I'm Fair? pretty sure Randall Cobb is on the is on the Jets. Don't talk about he Randall. might be. Don't talk might about Randall. Now. Dude, I think Randall Cobb is younger than you think. He could be. I mean, he he had, he had some good years, but yeah, um, he signed with the Jets. He's he's 32. Oh, he okay. That's pretty got three old. Three guys that used, used to play for the Packers. 
Randall Cobb oh, is such kind of like an old yourself, person's name. Speak yourself, 32's old. What? Well, it's kind of old for an NFL player. I know, I know. I know. Um, yeah, Rodgers is 30, 38, 39, 39. Anyway, I like the Cook signing. I guess they would not have been able to pick up an offensive lineman for that money anyway, because that seems to be their biggest weakness. But, yeah, I think it'll improve the run game, improve the passing game a bit, at least in the flats and mm-hmm. in the five, the, like around the five – Five to ten yard range. All right, let's move on. Give me your stock on for the week. So, as we continue the uh, uh, what's the as the world turns is that the the soap opera as the ACC turns where we're like every week we have two new teams, four oh, new teams yeah, yeah, being yeah. spoken about. We got Condoleezza Rice and we yeah. got George George W uh, campaigning for Stanford and SMU to join the ACC. And my stuck on that I feel like i have to do this monthly is get your get massey not you but massey i'm talking to, to the people out there get mm-hmm. your politics get your politics out about football okay yeah yeah i would i would love for a politician to call up a football coach and him not know who they are <laughs> like george w is like now as president he's like what were you president of like the per the, the football coach that has no online presence that has no focus besides the X's and O's calls them up. And they're like, yeah, we don't know who you are. Condoleezza. Like, why would I ever, why would I ever allow Stanford to join the ACC? I thought it was W was the president of the SAE fraternity. Lots of cocaine. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you should have led, <laughs> you should have led with that, George. All right. He I guess college. Now. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. Well, Condoleezza has always been, she's always been, Involved in football and still is. She's part owner of the Denver Broncos. She was a part of the college football playoff selection committee. She's got her, like, she loves college football. So she loves football. So I would, I would maybe take advice from her, but just for her to pitch some random person in the ACC to accept Sanford seems a little, like a little bit of a reach. I bet you she didn't even call anybody. I bet you she just signed her name at the bottom of something her assistant wrote up and as a petition. Like, whoa, look, Condoleezza's name's on this thing. She loves football. So I, I get why why she would try to put her fingerprints on something. Yeah, that's fair. And I, I don't remember she may or W's obviously was a Yale, um, a Yale alum, and he's obviously campaigning for a Dallas school. And then she might have been a Stanford alum. I don't know if that's true or not. Could be. Oh. That might be why she's maybe or may or may not actually have something invested in this besides her, like you said, her executive assistant asking her to sign the bottom of a paper. Yeah, I I just assume that that's what it was because of uh, mm-hmm. W's affiliation with with Texas. So, yeah, um, that my, for sure. My uh, stuck on are the twoies. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Got this. I got this later. We'll, we'll um, go ahead. Go ahead. Twoies. I forgot how to. I forgot how to pronounce their name. I was literally like scared to come on the She's show from and try to pronounce Condoleezza Ri- Rice. Twoies. The Tuies. I'm sorry. I got caught in the Condoleezza Rice wormhole. She was she studied in Denver. No. Western. Okay. Western gal. Got Director it. of Hoover Institution at Stanford University. That's her. Ah, there we go. There okay. We go. There is something there. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. Very cool. Very cool. Condoleezza. Yeah. She, that's a busy lady. The Tuies. So if you don't know anything about the Tuies, maybe you've seen the blind side, the movie. Uh, starring Sandra, <laughs> starring Sandra Bullock, that she won an Oscar for for being a a sassy upper middle class uh, white woman. 
<laughs> That's basically it. So the two E's have said they're going to end the, end their conservatorship of Michael Orr after he was kind of kind of unknowingly in for the last twenty years. Michael Orr went to went to a lawyer. They found out he wasn't adopted adopted by the two E's. In fact, he was in a conservatorship, which allows the two E's to make every single one of their of his financial decisions. Um, and he's threatened to sue them, which kind of makes sense. Like they, a lot of people have made money off this guy. I mean, don't, don't we forget that coach Hugh freeze was his high school oh. coach. Where's Hugh freeze. Now had to stand in Ole Miss after Michael Orr went there and he got hired by Michael by Ole Miss after Michael Orr committed there. And then he went on to be their head coach. And then got caught doing some illegal stuff. Switched over to Liberty. Now he's back at Auburn. Morally bankrupt. Hugh Freeze. Does that ring any bells, trainer? It does. It does. And now I'm wondering, is what does Michael Orr have to do with Auburn? Because he obviously got hired at Auburn because Michael Orr contributes money there. I, <laughs> I didn't know he was <laughs> no, no, he doesn't Michael have anything Orr's to do with Auburn. Co-tails. No, just, I just didn't he's know just Michael getting paid. Orr. He's getting paid yeah, by. Free. He went from a high school coach to a two-time SEC head coach. Yeah, Those are yeah, big no, just, zeros um, and commas. I didn't realize they are, and I didn't realize that Hugh Freeze had been writing Michael Orr's co- coattails his whole career. I had no idea about being a high school coach. So, who else benefited from it? Ole Miss benefit, benefited from it. The Tuies made money from the Blind Side. They got five hundred k from the movie to split evenly among the family when it was Michael Orr's story. Um, it really seems pretty obvious what the Tuies were doing. They found a very good football player. They brought him into their house, funneled him towards their favorite football team, and everybody associated with it, including Michael Lewis, who is apparently friendly with the Tuies, all benefit from the story. And Michael Orr seems to say, hey, this is my story. Can't we just can't I get some more money from it? So right. it just seems like he got lost in the fact that it was conservatorship, trusted the wrong people. And uh, 20 years later, he's like, all right, let's let's call this quits. I need to I need to end this immediately as a non dad who's never adopted nor uh, entered into a conservatorship. I do not know what the definition of a conservatorship is. It basically gives somebody else the legal ability to make every financial decision from you and and have control over your finance. Have you not? Do you not know about the free Britney movement? Oh, that's what that is? Okay. Yes. Need a free Britney. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll just put it in terms that you would understand. Yeah, that's So the Tuies are as evil as Britney's dad. I, I gotcha. I see where this is going. I like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can, we can go there. The Tuies have, of course, made public statements that have said, you know, we meant no harm. We love them like a son. It's sad it's come to this kind of stuff. But, I mean, wouldn't – wouldn't it be just one phone call and saying, hey, I'm Michael Orr, get me out of the conservatorship? They've made it seem like he called him up and was going to blackmail him. And then mm. when, they, when they were like, no, you're not, he was like, all right, well, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell the public what you've done. And now that it's public, the two E's are backpedaling saying, oh, no, 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 that's not how it is. That's kind of how it, it could have been done all behind closed doors, all civilly. And it seems like the two E's drove. Michael Orr to say it publicly, and now there's public backlash. The Tuies are right. reacting to the public backlash. That is how I interpreted it. 
Yeah. And in the end, um, Hollywood is bankrupt morally. So that's the way it works. Yeah. There it is. Sandra Bullock's going to give back her Oscar like Reggie Bush. All your, all your, <laughs> all your favorite Disney movies <laughs> that you grew up loving did not grow up loving this one. They're all, they're all BS. Did you know that uh, Johnny Menzel? I didn't really make this connection. Did you make this connection that Johnny Menzel still has this Heisman and Reggie Bush doesn't? And there was just a there was just a documentary on how much money Johnny Manziel made from signing autographs. No, I didn't think about that. I was literally about to bring up Manziel, as in Manziel was in a conservatorship instead of an adoption with Texas A and M. And there's some sort of affiliate, there's some sort of dynamic there that makes sense because we wa- we watched and talked about Manziel last week, the Netflix show. So um, yeah, it's one of those like getting taken advantage of for your nil in the non NIL days, like, or feels that way. Manziel feels that way. So there's definitely a parallel. Yeah, maybe. I, <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, let's move on. We got a lot to cover. Give me your quote slash question of the week. If one fights, we all fight. You understand that? I don't want to see y'all walking off when somebody's fighting. Never again. Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders pissed off about his players, not continuing to fight during scrimmages or practices and potentially getting hurt or continuing to do that bleeding into the regular season of college football and potentially uh, getting kids getting suspended or games getting canceled. I I feel like I'm not really on his side on this one. I feel like you're always told to kind of keep your cool on the field Mm -hmm. and not throw, not throw shoes. Speaking of Florida. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So not Dion is just, it's entertaining. It's great, great stuff to look at during the offseason. Um, but he continues to kind of try to rewrite. Was he doing this stuff at Jackson State? We just didn't know about it because I feel like that that school was covered there enough are, to know whether or not. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much footage that I have not watched at Jackson State. There's a whole documentary series on it. I think there's two oh, okay. seasons of it. So maybe it was, or maybe Dion was just teaching his players, like, listen, this is, he probably said it later. It was like, it's against the rules, but. Don't leave your teammates out to dry. Go back them up. So it's one of those things that kind of builds team team morale in summer camp, you know. But it, when it comes to the fall, I'm That's sure fair. I'm sure he's gonna he's gonna have to straighten those guys out. What I mean, what if Colorado just fights every single every single game? Colorado fights hockey style. Yeah, I mean, if something bad enough happens, like if a quarterback or if any player gets like if a player goes uh, for a chop block and almost blows out somebody's knee. Yeah. Go kick that guy's ass. But when it's just like the, you know, the the beginning of the, the, or sorry, in the, in August. And I feel like it was, wasn't it team on team fighting? Yeah. Or I mean, it was, this, it was, this. I don't understand that part. The team on team thing, you're getting your other player, you're getting your own players injured. So I see where it can come into play. If something's dirty is done to, to a, a, a teammate by another team. Um, just don't understand. It also seemed this like one. an offensive lineman against a DB, and I feel like every everything was going to be fine. <laughs> I just remember looking what, what at, looking at is. the uh, yeah. the difference in size, and I was like, that offensive lineman doesn't need any help. He's just like dragging the DP by his collar, and he's like holding him at arm's length. I was like, that's not really a fight at all. The guy's just like, no. yo, bug, don't. I'm going to squash you. Get away from me. Yeah, Michael Orr fighting. Uh, who let's see Jason Seahorn. I don't know why that's the first defensive back came to mind. The guy, the guy whose pants fell down for the giants. <laughs> Callback. All right. My quote is lengthy. It has to do with chief chiefs. A holic. I've been keeping track of this case 
Yeah, he's in big, big trouble now, right? Did he get he put in jail? Yeah, so the Chiefs of Hall. 20 just, to life. I don't, know, I don't know if they've sentenced him yet. I know he's appeared in court. <laughs> but he used to rob banks to uh, fund his travel expenses to go to Chiefs games home and away. He dresses up like a wolf and calls himself Chief, Chiefsaholic. He laundered all the monies that he stole from the bank through Midwest casinos. He made bets on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl and for Patrick Mahomes to win MVP. Now, he was under house arrest under, under all the suspicions of robbery, etc. His bet cleared for the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. He won 100K and he cut off his ankle monitor and fled town and wasn't apprehended until July the 7th outside of Sacramento. So we're seeing him in court for the first time. And let me just read you his defense attorney, Matthew T. Merriman, his, uh, his statements concerning Chief Aholics. And it's going to be lengthy, so, so bear with me now. I love, I love courtroom drama. I know, it's so good, especially when a guy dresses up like a wolf and robs <laughs> random like credit unions. <laughs> now, Your Honor, my wolf dressing. Sorry yeah. He goes... <laughs> Maybe I should do it in that. The government's announcement today of its 19-count indictment provides an unfair and unjust portrayal of Xavier. That's Chief Zaholics. His name's Xavier. The truth, the truth is that since 2018, Xavier, a.k.a. Chief Zaholic, has entertained, inspired, unified, and motivated Kansas Cityans, the Chiefs' kingdom, and hundreds of millions of football fans around this globe. Now, that is a lot of football fans. Hundreds yeah. of millions. Well, fans are how's, bandwagon. How's, the, mar- have, how's the market in India and China? Like, what are we talking about? Hundreds of millions, Matthew. He continues. It's now the fourth quarter of the most important game of Xavier's life. And his legal team believes his innocence will ultimately be proven to the public. And we are confident that once all the facts are known, that he will be redeemed in the eyes of his supporters, admirers, and the chief's kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, it behooves you to let Mr. Chiefsaholic please walk free. I mean, he better he better not have a courtroom in Kansas City. It better be somewhere that no one's ever heard of Chiefsaholic because the Chief fans are just like, just give a hung jury. They're like, no, dude, this guy's not guilty. He's a hero. Yeah, did he get extradited from Sacramento back to the Midwest? I don't or... know where his courtroom. I don't know where his How courtroom is. How was he in is? Sacramento? How did he get to Sacramento? It's pretty easy drive, you know. There's there's an interstate well, to it. <laughs> There's big, with a, with there's an big an, road. Does the ankle bracelet start beeping by the time he you, cut it you off. Know, hit the he Western cut it off. time zone? Okay. That's fine. <laughs> he's, he's under federal uh, investigation because he was laundering money that he stole from banks in other states. And this guy. Maybe. This guy. I was going to say. You, sports are so strange. And it's yeah. so funny to have the fans, the fanatics. Law, yeah, the law. You can't rob people's hard-earned money that they deposited in the bank. That's against the law. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just funny that someone so fanatical and so addicted to attention is also incognito robbing banks so he can make bets on his favorite football team. That is a straight up fanatic. It's true. It's true. Yeah. So, so I have a prediction on how, why there's so many chiefs fans throughout the world. Um, you know, when the team, so maybe after the 2020 Super Bowl, 2021, the bucks beat the chiefs, you know, like kids across the world the hungry kids get like the t-shirt of the team that loses the Super Bowl. Oh yeah. Chiefs, okay. ge- Chiefs gear everywhere. That was what happened. That was after COVID supply oh. chains died. Lots of chiefs, lots of chiefs gear throughout the world. And no one thought that Brady was going to win that Super Bowl. So it was like, right. They just right. doubled down on chief stuff and they're like, Oh, well 
Send send this send this away. All right, give me your go to the week, trainer. Mine was Hollywood. Uh, Blindside movie was garbage. Sandra was smoke show in that movie. Not an Oscar movie, though, in my opinion. That little kid actor sucked. I hope the little kid sucked as much in real life because the twoies are bankrupt, bad people. Not sad about this. <laughs> morally bankrupt. They own a couple Taco Bells. I'm pretty sure they're rich. Oh, sorry. Morally. I continue to forget morally bankrupt. All Hollywood relationships are scripted garbage facades. So that's my Hollywood all right, my stuck on. We need to mention this: the the uh, the world, the women's World Cup is coming to a close on Sunday. Oh, in September. I've been boycotting it since U.S. lost. Me too, me too. I just learned about this from a coworker. The Spanish women's soccer team, who this is their first World Cup finals appearance, fifteen of their original members back in September of 2022 revolted against their federation and their head coach Jorge Vilda. They said they weren't going to play for Spain, and now they're in the Women's World Cup Finals without them. Damn. Sorry, guys. I I, I bet you you were good, and I bet you had uh, a maybe a just cause, but it, it probably hurts a little bit that your team, your country, is in the World Cup Finals on soccer on women's soccer's biggest stage. That's got to that's got to sting. Yeah, it's going to sting. One hundred percent. Who are they playing? I, I've literally just I've been. They're playing England. In oh, oi! Spain and England. Sport Spain and England. Oi! Throw another shrimp on the barbie. I think that's English. Right, Joe. All right, so we should move on. We should go through our divisions in the NFL, the AFC and the NFC, and pick our division winners and maybe a couple of wild cards with the time remaining. Is that what is that what you're thinking? Yeah, pick some wild cards. All right. All right. Um, where do you want to start? Let's start with the AFC East. All right. AFC East. That's the Bills, the Miami Dolphins, the New England Patriots, the New York Jets. Who is going to come out of the East, the cha- AFC East champion this year, trainer? So I've got, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with the Bills. The Bills, although they have the second, I looked at the um, street, the schedule, and I looked at their, you know, the schedule. Uh, Sorry, week by week. Bills, I feel like, are going to finish first. I do really like their team. Von Miller will be back. Um, obviously, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. I guess Stefan Diggs is bearing the hate about his contract. I haven't really heard anything, a peep about that in a while. I just, the Jets, uh, the O-line and wanting to root against Aaron Rodgers makes me not want to pick them to even make the wild card. Same with the Dolphins. I feel like the Dolphins are going to go from a playoff team to a non-playoff team. They feel like they're, they feel like they're the early the early favorites like the Niners were um, to hit the the tough injury bug. Like right. They're dropping like flies. They lost Jalen Ramsey. They lost um, their Townsend, their, their stud offensive lineman captain. Um, and the Pats, I think the Pats with Zeke. Zeke's, Zeke's a locker room poison. And, yeah, I don't think uh, the Pats have done enough to just rebound. Mac Jones could look a little bit better, but I don't think Juju Smith-Schuster – and Zeke Elliott are going to get it done on the offensive side. They do have a good defense. Obviously, they have Bill Belichick at coach. And, and it looks like the Pats have the hardest schedule out of uh, yep out is. of everybody in the help. NFL. So that's <laughs> that's going to help the Bills hurt the Pats. The Jets, they are Jets and Dolphins are kind of the darlings, kind of the darlings of the offseason. Everybody likes mm-hmm. Mike McDaniel. For some reason, people started liking Aaron Rodgers, which is weird. Um, the haircut. So, 
So I'm I'm with you. I think it's the Bills uh, Bills to lose, but I'm gonna guess we're gonna see the Jets come out of here with a wild card at least something. Push them, pull them, do something. So I'll agree with you. I say the AFC East is the Bills, but the Jets. Yeah, I got to stick with the Bills there. I think that's a pretty. The, the Jets are talented. I mean, they have a great defense. The O line's not as bad as they say. They're. I mean, they've added weapons you know, with with Dalvin Cook and. Aaron Rodgers is a lot better than any quarterback they've had since, I guess, um, what, what was that guy's name? Joe Namath. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Vinny Verde. Maybe, you know, and, and before Mark's, Mark Sanchez butt fumbled, he was pretty good. He took him to back-to-back AFC title games. Um, the Jets are on the fence. They're on the bubble for me. And I just I, – I went with a different team to make the wild card. All right. I like it. All right. Let's go to the AFC South. That's the Houston Texans. The Indianapolis Colts, Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I think the Texans obviously will have a tough season. I feel bad for Dalton Schultz going from the Cowboys to the Texans. That's a tough, tough break, kid. Um, Brandon Cooks coming over to the Cowboys. Good for him. He's been bitching about playing for that team for a while. The Colts, they're going to have Anthony Richardson. Growing pains there for another rookie quarterback. And uh, it seems Jonathan Taylor Thomas is going to sit out the whole season like uh, Mr. Um, Oh man, what's his name? LaShawn, not LaShawn McCoy. Why well, am I forgetting? Steelers guy. Sat out Jerome Bettis. Le'Veon no. Bell. Le'Veon Bell. Thank you for saving me. Titans. Will Levis is already hurt. Ryan Tannehill sucks. Um, I feel bad for Hopkins. I hope he gets straight at the deadline, even though they just signed him. Yeah. Uh, the Jags, Jags are the clear favorites, adding Calvin Ridley. I don't have a wild card team coming out of this division. No, no. I'm with you all the way. It's, the, it's Jags by a long shot. They're the only team with stability besides the at quarterback besides the titans but the titans quarterback's not very good yeah all right afc north you have the ravens the Bengals, the browns the steelers steelers have a pretty easy schedule Bengals pretty tough schedule now it seems like the ravens with a healthy you know maybe with some healthy running backs if the injury bug doesn't bite them they're gonna have a a, a chance here it seems like it's Joe Burrow or bust for the last couple of years coming out of the AFC, but this is a tough, tough division with the Steelers returning their second-year starter and quarterback, Kenny Pickett. The Browns, I don't – Karma will take care of them. They have a good quarterback in Deshaun Watson. He's a terrible human being. Um, I'm going to let you pick first here. Who is your AFC North champion, trainer? I think Burrow's fine, I mean, in terms of, like, his health. I feel like he's going in the right direction. I'm going to stick with the Bengals, and then it'll be a tight race with the Ravens and Steelers. Uh, the Steelers I have as a wild card team. I picked them over the Jets just barely. The Steelers were about like a game, and they finished hot last year, about a game out of the wild card last year. And I feel like they've revamped their offense, and they will get Najee Harris more involved. They have George Pickens. They have Deontay Johnson and they have JJ or sorry, TJ Watt on the other side and Fitzpatrick. They have a pretty damn good defense. So Steelers wildcard team, three playoff teams out of this division. So you said Bengals and Steelers out of this division. I'm just going to add in the Ravens. Ravens too. Ravens too. Excuse me. Ravens are in there. Yeah, oh, I have, okay. I have a th- three, three teams, the Browns, Deshaun, go to hell. Um, yeah, that's what I got. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. I like, I like all of that. I, I don't see the Browns being good. I think Deshaun Watson may be washed. So I like everything you're saying there. The Steelers, they should not be as good as they are, but Mike Tomlin's such a good coach. And the John Harbaugh and the Ravens, Lamar Jackson's new contract. I don't know if I can see that going poorly unless Lamar Jackson got hurt. We're going we're gonna to have to go do barring injuries because there's so much that we don't know. Let's go to the AFC West. Broncos, Chiefs, yeah. Raiders, Chargers. 
Maybe I see the Chargers coming out of here, but it's the Chiefs. It's been the Chiefs for the last five years. I'm I'm making it six in a row. Is yeah. it six in a row? It might even be seven at this point. Yeah, Raiders really bad unless Tom Brady steps on that field uh, and throws to Devontae Adams. I don't know what's going on with um, – Mr. Running back. I'm bad with the running. I don't even care about running backs anymore. I can't remember their names. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Excuse me. Excuse my ignorance. Played, uh, the Broncos. The Alabama. Guy, I, well, we know that. That's why you know his name. Uh, Broncos. Yes, um, yes. He was number one. Yes. He was number one in fantasy last year. So I'm slightly embarrassed and red in the face at the moment. Uh, the Broncos. Russ was cooked last year. He's cooked again. Deshaun will be the next cooked wash player in the league. The Chargers. I think if they stay healthy, they had kind of an injury bug. They had that awful collapse in the playoffs against uh, Tre- Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. I The Chiefs uh, – They might fire Eric Brandon Vitt- Staley midseason if they don't do well. Yeah, it, it could go it go a lot of different directions. The Chargers could win the division if Eric no. Benemy's departure to the Commanders is – or if they're even called the Commanders in two weeks. Uh, Washington, which they Washington football team again. Um, the Chiefs old ben- offensive Benem- coordinator – Yes. Sorry. Chiefs old Crawford's corner. They got Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy back, um, but Benemy is gone. So we'll see how much of a, of an impact he has with Washington versus uh, how much of an impact him leaving the chiefs. They didn't lose. They didn't miss Tyreek Hill last year, obviously, which was impressive. Um, so if Kadarius Tony can stay healthy, I feel like the chiefs will win a division again. If they have, a, he has a good Aaron Rodgers has a good number one receiver outside of Kelsey. All right, let's quickly go to the NFC, the NFC East, Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, Commanders. Eagles all the way, am I right? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, nice, nice. Do you think Do you think the Cowboys or the Giants have a chance to make a wild card out of this division? I see the Giants being one of those teams that goes backwards and uh, elevates a different team to make a wild card. There was three teams that made it from this division last year. Eagles and Cowboys will both make it this year. And the commanders will finish last. But I think Arab Benemy, I'm, I'm rooting for him. After his way he spoke about, I just like him. He, he, he dealt with the whole, the whole like, the commanders players didn't like how hard he's pushing them in the, in the preseason. And Ron Rivera looked like kind of a jerk by calling him out in the public for saying, saying that he's coaching them too hard. Hmm. And Benemy was like pretty strong in his response to that. So I, I, I acknowledge and respect that. But yeah, two teams, Cowboys, Eagles. Cowboys wild card. I want to go Giants wild card. I think Brian Dable is too good of a coach. And I think he's going to make strides with Daniel Jones. All right, we're going to have to do rapid here. Rapid fire. NFC South, Falcons, Panthers, Saints, Bucks. Saints going to win this division with nine wins. What say you, trainer? Nine or ten wins. I got the Saints. Uh, Maybe the Falcons or Panthers or the other wild card team because I picked the Bears. That's going to be tight. I feel like maybe two NFC South teams make the playoffs this year. Yikes. No we'll way. See. No way. NFC North, Bears, Lions, Packers, Vikings. I got Vikings to win this. I, I think the Bears Ooh. don't have enough on offense. The Packers, unless Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love can figure out and get on the same page, might be a love story. Dan Campbell and the Giants, there's too much ex- – and the Lions, excuse me. There's too many expectations around Detroit. I'm not sure how that franchise is going to do with oh. the expectations. I feel like heartbreak is on the way for Detroit fans. That's a good point. This happened to the Browns a few years ago with Baker, and I feel like that could be very, very possibly happen. I'm going to stick with the Bears and be an honorable man. The Vikings have the seventh hardest, uh, sorry, schedule this year. The Bears have the 27th hardest. So I feel like the Bears might be, you know, they've added some pieces. I kind of like them. I'm going to stick with them, not be a wiener and backtrack. Lions, Bears, two teams. 
All right, I'll take I'll take the Lions as a wild card there since I only have the Saints and Giants and Cowboys. NFC West. Oh no, I gotta pick up another, I gotta pick up another wild card before I look at the NFC West. Cardinals. The NFC West, <laughs> Cardinals terrible, Rams bad, 49ers good. Brock Purdy is still a little banged up. Seahawks, no telling what Geno Smith and Pete Carroll, if they can pull a rabbit out of the hat again, who knows? I'm gonna pick the 49ers, 49ers and Kyle Shanahan to win this division easy. Okay. Yeah, I'll go Niners. Pretty easy win. I'll take the Seahawks, too. I think they've added pieces as well. They had a great draft, so I like Geno and the Seahawks to repeat to at least go to the playoffs. Sports fans, that's all the time we have for you this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Download us wherever podcasts are available. We are Teton Sports Talk. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, down in Texas. It's a loyal co-host, Graham Trainer. We will see you next week. All right. What's up, Tebow? <laughs> Tivo, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. That's oh, it. <laughs> That's all. <laughs>